Hi, everyone. Welcome to uh, the first episode for 2020, 2020, which I believe is going to be an extraordinary, extraordinary year for all of us. Um, I'm just hitting live here on Instagram and I have no idea how I'm doing that. Uh, bear with me here. Two seconds. I think we're checking the connection and we're going live. Okay. Uh, 2020, it's uh, it's the new year. It's the year that we've all been waiting for, I believe. And <laughs> I was actually talking to my partner about this today and it was really funny because I said to him, I feel like I've been in the dark for quite a few years, but I've been I've been doing things in the dark. So it's it's almost like you know that how there's this um there's this restaurant that you can go to when you date some when you go for a date with someone but you're in the dark and you have no idea. Um you can't see, you don't know who you're talking to, you just you're relying purely on connection and and you know, it's all about what's happening within. Um I feel like 2020 the lights have just turned on and I am able to see now that everything I've created for myself in the dark and it's the lights are, the lights are on and it's like, okay, all right, here we go. Uh, that's how I, how I'm visualizing 2020, how I want to kickstart, uh, the podcast for 2020. The first episode is I want to focus. I want to come back and share my experiences on uh, my experience through going through my permanent residency. I have touched base on it before, but in the last month or so, it's just been absolutely chaotic. I've been put through the washing machine. It's been amazing in its in its own way. At the same time, excuse me, it's been the uh, hardest, most challenging time of my life <laughs> so far. Um, I want to I want to dedicate this podcast to taking each day one day at a time and I want to go over the points as to why that is so important that we see how important it is I'm repeating myself a little bit here that we can see how important it is to ah, cuckoo hi baby um how important it is to take uh one day at a time in your life uh so just to condense everything that's happened in the past month uh, from going through permanent residency. And this is, I'm basing my experience off this because this is my experience. But for, for any of you who are traveling or experiencing, you know, a new, you're in a new environment for your life um, right now and whatever you're experiencing, I what I've learned through this whole process is I had a plan and it didn't go that way. I had a plan. I had everything worked out and I shit you not, nothing went the way that I thought it was going to be. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It did a full 360. I was like on shaky ground thinking, oh my gosh, I thought I had all my ducks in line here. I thought I had everything in place. Next minute, completely opposite. Full 360 on my, my entire life. And the importance of what I want to share today through that whole process is, is that the minute I stopped and observed the situation as it is, as it's happening, not my expectation, not my plan, the way that I saw everything playing out, we have a plan, we always have a plan, we see it in our head, and then when things don't look the way that we've planned it, it's like, uh, fuck, what do I do? What do I do? I haven't planned for this. I have no idea what, what happens next. And that's when the good stuff happens. 
when you don't plan. So I'm a planner. I've always planned. I had my whole life planned and everything that I had planned for my life hasn't actually happened, which is quite funny because at the same time, my higher self knew that and has also accepted that and gone, yes, that's okay, Hope, because this was the plan all along. And we're not in control. We think we're in control. I'm going on a little bit of a rant here. Just bear with me because I'm downloading a lot of information. Just so just take it as you can. You know, there we have a plan and we think that we've got a plan for our life. And it's like, yes, okay, so I'm lining up the dots here, this, then that, then this, then that, then that, and then boom, I've got everything that I need. I shit you not, doesn't happen. 90% of what we think is going to happen always happens to a lesser degree. Through my experience of doing my PR process, the important things that I have learned is how important it is to have support from, oh, Lara, hi, honey. Oh, my gosh. Um, the importance of that, it, that, sorry, that just threw me off. I haven't um, uh, connected with this person in a very long time. It's very nice to see that she's uh, she's joined in and she's listening here. Um, it's the importance of taking one day at a time is is mind-blowing because that is when we're forced to be completely present with our life, when we have exhausted all options on the of the way that we think that it's going to be and when it's different to how we planned it. I think that's the time in our life where we go, okay, now I need to let go. Now I need to give in and now I need to adapt and go with flow because it's a real thing. We are all energy and life. Like it's just, we're a ball of energy. That's all we are. We're energy. And if we can tune in and listen to what the universe is telling us, because what one thing that we need to remember is that the universe, the universe is always doing things for us, not against us. Everything that happens to us is always for us. It's never, it's never against us. And it's very hard and challenging to especially, 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 that's not a word, hope, especially when we have a plan. It's it's important to understand, like, and I am such a planner, I can't emphasize enough how much I want to plan every detail of my life. None of those details have ever gone to plan, and it's fucking so frustrating I can't even deal I'm like I don't know what to do then I give up and the minute you say that surprisingly enough you fall into flow and then things start to happen and it's like it gets really fucking confusing because then you're like okay hang on a minute I have all this interest in my life and I'm putting these things forward and I'm making plans and I'm being assertive and I'm motivated and I'm ready to go and then nothing fucking happens and the minute you throw your hands up and you're like fuck this I give up do what you need to you fall into flow because the universe is, it's got a sense of humor and it's a real fucking annoying one. But the universe knows what we are really asking for. And my higher self knew. I didn't know because I'm dumber than myself. Like I, I'm not as smart as, right? I'm not, I'm not as smart as myself. Like my higher self is much smarter than me. And now, now that it's all coming up and it's all presenting itself to me, I can see that now. I'm like, Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. I get why this has happened now. And why, even though I had a plan, I had a plan for my PR. I had a plan for my life. I had a plan for my career. I had a plan for my family life and what that was going to look like. 
didn't happen. It's completely different to what I ever expected, but I couldn't be happier. I could not be happier. So this process of going through life and having a plan, don't do it. Don't have a plan. I mean, okay, hang on. I hope rephrase that because now it doesn't make sense. So you can have a plan, but be open to change. Be open and perceptive of the universe and understand that everybody has a higher self. And the minute that you just listen and let go and allow flow, everything that you want is going to come to you, but it's just not going to come to you the way that you thought it was. And that's where the universe gets you. So it's going to come. And if you, if you believe in it and you trust in it and you thrive in it and you're like, no, there's no fucking way that I'm not having this. This is what I want. And this is what I'm going to get. There is nothing wrong. There is nothing wrong with wanting to have what you want, but what you've got to do is just trust that the universe knows the universe knows the way that you're going to receive it. And that's, what's fucking hard. That is hard. That is hard because we have a plan and as human beings, we go to fight or flight mode. So going back like generations and generations and generations back where, where it really was about, I need a backup plan. I need to make sure that if the fucking hole falls through the earth here, that I've got a plan because we had to protect ourselves like that. And it, it got passed down through generations and generations of time where we started to think worst case scenario. So the first thing we always think now is, okay, what's my fucking backup plan here in case the shit falls through this, the bottom of this? We don't need to do that anymore. Why? Because we're, we're, we're awakening. We're starting to understand now that that's not how this works and that it's okay to believe, it's okay to trust. But where it gets you is when it's not going your way. Just because it's not going your way, it doesn't mean that it's not on its way to you. That is not what it means. It just means that you just got to let go and do one day at a time and say, okay, today, this is what I'm setting out to achieve. And then let it go and allow it to come to you the way that it's meant to, because we push it away at the same time. It's like, okay, I got a plan. This is what's happening today. And then it happens, but it happens in a different way. It comes to you in a different way. And you're like, don't recognize it. Don't know what this is. And you push it away because it's not the way you wanted it to be. This is the fucking trap guys. This is what I've worked out through this whole process. It's a trap. We just have to let go and allow. If you believe, listen to me, if you believe that you're going to get what you want, you're going to get it. It may not come to you the way that you want it to, but it will come to you the way that it's meant to you. All that you have to do is keep believing, keep trusting and keep having that, that faith and that ability and that determination and that confidence in you, in yourself as a human being and everything that you have to offer. You just hold on to that. It's all you have to do. And then just be willing to accept in, in its own time, in, in, you know, in the, t- <sighs> sometimes I get so much information that I just, I can't deal. Just do one day at a time and be ready to receive it the way that it's meant to come to you because it will. And if there's one thing that I have learned through this PR process is that I manifested so hard 
what I wanted to achieve and what I want for my life because it is about fucking time that it comes to me because I have worked so hard for this and I deserve it. And that's how you have to think. This is mine and I will do whatever I have to to get it. But in that process, I am also going to trust the universe. I'm going to believe in it and I'm going to allow the opportunity to receive the way that I'm meant to. And listen, it's not going to come to you in this fucking glitter world where you're like, ah, it's amazing. Sometimes it comes to you and it slaps you in the fucking face. It's not nice. Sometimes the universe delivers in ways that it's just not nice, but you just got to trust and don't lose, don't lose faith. So if the universe delivers to you what you need, and sometimes it's going to be a lesson to you're going to be taught something before you receive it because the universe is not giving you shit until you're ready for it. So just because you want something, it doesn't mean you're going to get it straight away, but you will get it if you hold on to it and do one day at a time. That's all you got to do one day at a time. And that that is what I'm learning through this experience, that, that even though this process hasn't gone the way that I planned it to, I couldn't have asked for a better outcome. I could not have asked for a better outcome. And the way that this has come around full circle for me has taught me, one, who my friends are, Two, who my mentors are. Three, who who I can come to for support and who knows me and still gives me that space to kick and scream and shout and blow the roof off because it can be the most stressful process in the world and still love me. And that's my the people that I work with, my manager, uh, my friends, my family, those people, I can say with solid ground that they have been there to support me. And in this process is just, it's the worst fucking thing you can ever do, to be honest. Like PR is just bullshit. It's just so hard, but it's like anything in your life. If you want something, then you got to work hard for it. And I want to stay here and I want to live in Canada. So I need to prove to Canada why they should keep me here. And that's okay. That's fair. That's 100% fair. So um, the point and the moral of kicking off this podcast for 2020 is this. Just do it one day at a time. Don't lose faith in what you want to achieve. And just because it comes to you in the way that you weren't expecting it, it doesn't mean it's not coming. And just hold on. Hold on because it's on its way. So. I'm going to leave it there for uh, our first podcast for Bold and Brave for 2020. I really hope that made sense. I was downloading a lot of information. Um, But I wanted to share that with you because I know that I'm not the only one that's going through it. And it doesn't matter what, what, what it is that you're going through. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you are going through. It's going to (laughs) happen. I love you, Coco. I love you, Bebe. I miss you so much. And this is for you, honey. It's going to happen. Whatever it is that you want, it's on its way, baby girl. And and that's, and that's for all of you. Just hold on. Just do one day at a time and just 
fucking don't give up. Just you've got to have that fire. You've got to have that burn and say, no, this is it. I am having this. Thank you very much. But I will also receive it as I'm meant to for my greatest and highest good. If something is for your greatest and highest good, I shit you not, it's coming. It is coming. So just one day at a time. I love you too, baby girl. Bye-bye. So basically how it worked is like I don't I don't prepare anything and I don't really ask you too many questions. It's just like we're talking. I know it's weird because there's a microphone I'm wearing a headset <laughs> or a head thing. Um but we basically just chat. Yeah. And then um we kind of just go from there by having a conversation. But if there's anything that like you want me to ask or if you want me to um okay here I am um if you want me to like like kick start anything for you like I can do that I can ask you questions but I try to be as authentic as possible like I try mm -hmm. not to I like to just see where it goes yeah. and like what happens I don't I didn't really have anything planned anyway it was more just like just the whole bold and brave thing like and I think the whole conversation around mental health is like such a big mm -hmm. thing part of that and um and I yeah it's just something I'm really passionate about and I'm really yeah. excited to to hear I do have one question though like I, I like to ask everyone before I've yeah <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. the cackle is there <laughs> the cackle is there there it is oh god <laughs> no that was not Yes, oh Dean. <laughs> See, we all have a we all have it in a cackle. Yeah, I'm gonna turn this off. So the question is, uh, have you ever had Vegemite on toast? So with bacon. Ooh. And okay. Eggs? So I, I'm a lover of marmite. Like oh. my whole life, it's always been marmite. I, and I went vegetarian a year ago. Year ago. So like, I can't eat marmite anymore. Which is why? Painful. What's in Marmite? It's got like beef extract in it or something. <laughs> yeah, does it actually? Yeah, beef extract. Does yeah. it? Have well, that's that why they have Vegemite. Oh, of course. <laughs> 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 anyway, <laughs> welcome, yeah, everyone. Um. Actually, you know what? That's really funny that I ask everyone that question. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I'm doubting myself now, but that's what I think. Yeah, well, it makes sense. Veggie might. Yeah. Because it's all what? There's yeah. no, like, meat products in it. Yeah, I don't really know. But I don't like the taste of veggie might, unfortunately. But I used to have Marmite with everything. Cheese on toast, eggs and cheese on toast, eggs and Marmite on toast. Just not eggs, bacon, just avocado on toast and Vegemite. Yeah, probably all of that as well. But just not Vegemite. <laughs> no, Vegemite. Would have been the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Well, I've learned something today. And that is that Marmite it has beef extract in it. Vegemite does not. Well done, Hope. She's also Australian and doesn't understand what extracts are in Vegemite. Good job. So tell me, Dee, what brought you to Whistler? 
Like, where are you from? Where did you grow up? I feel like I don't even really know this information about you. Yeah, so I'm from England, like the south coast of England, near the seaside. Yeah. Um, yeah, I grew up there. Uh, well, I was actually born in Bristol. So when I was, like, teeny tiny, I had a really silly little, like, summer set. <laughs> had a what? A summer set. <laughs> I don't think I actually did. I was, like, just learning to talk, so. Um, but, yeah, um, and then we moved to the south coast when I was, like, five four five or something mm-hmm. um yeah and lived there pretty much my whole life um until 2015 where I 16 2016 mm-hmm. where I went traveling yeah yeah I lived in London for a little bit as well when I was at uni um I lived there for three years but it wasn't for me I'm not a big city girl mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. I hence the fact I'm in Whistler <laughs> yeah I think I, I think a lot of people that are in Whistler have that same mentality like the city it's a nice place to go to when you want to get out of the bubble and just like be like okay something fresh I can do this for a day and then it's like okay I'm out yeah because it's just not for everyone it is very overwhelming yeah. especially when you live somewhere that's so chilled and laid yeah. back well, this is like yeah, like I'm like the town I'm from is like it's really nice it's a beautiful place it's a really nice place to grow up but obviously mm-hmm. when you spend too long in one place it just gets a little bit like um yeah like yeah, you're in a box um and so yeah it was really tra- yeah and it was really nice to like Move away for three years. I'm glad I did it at the age that I did because I was I was 20, 21, 22 um, for like three years when I was there. So obviously I was like loving partying and like getting my glad rags on, put my heels on and everything, going out in London, <laughs> feeling like all like, oh, I'm so grown up. Um, but yeah, like I couldn't do it do it long time like cool. lots of my friends still live in London um mm-hmm. and it's really nice to like go and visit them but yeah. I always loved that whole like yeah I'm going back home now like, yeah. peace <laughs> bye it was just instantly like you'd get up I'd get off the train and I just instantly feel like angry <laughs> like, I don't know what it is it's just yeah. like there's just too many people feels claustrophobic it's just not for me some people thrive off that or yeah I'm like the opposite I'm like give me green fields and yeah space do you find that you're quite um intuitive though I don't know if that's the right word but or sensitive to other people's energies mm, yeah definitely yeah definitely. and everyone's on a mission that everyone's on a mission so like no one's looking you in the eye um and you know just barge past you in the street and all that kind of stuff and I don't know I feel like I'm painting it like a stereotype like I'm sure there's plenty of places in London that are like wonderful and amazing but just generally in cities like we moved to Vancouver because we thought it was like a bit of an in-between city Mm -hmm. um so like it had the mountains and everything it was pretty small as cities go yeah um and um but would still have, like, better job opportunities. Mm. Um, but, yeah, even that, I was just – I we lived in, like, a suburb, and I never left that suburb. Like, <laughs> I honestly <laughs> went to, like, like – something I would do. I went to downtown Vancouver, like, once a month, maybe. Yeah. Like, I – yeah, we lived there for a month when we first arrived um, and just before we found our, our like, long-term home. Yeah. And – um honestly I like despise every second of it it's just like noise so much noise so many sirens and like yeah. the smell yeah and the crazy the people yeah. at, like two o'clock in the morning screaming and yeah it, it was a little bit too much a little bit too much for me I like my little suburb by the again I was by the beach in Kits like just <laughs> just living this big city life and not really in the city at all <laughs> And we go into the city about once a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was very much the same. And w- even when I lived in a big city, I 
I did that. I actually found myself doing something very similar, not really. What's the word? Um, not showcasing, but like not really using the city to my best advantage. Yeah. Maybe like what it's there for. I had so much. I had. I was. I had access to so many things, mm. but at no interest. Yeah. Whatsoever. I was like, I'm just happy in my little square yeah. patch here. Yeah. I don't really want yeah. to go over there. Yeah. Yeah. I think like. For me, like, the things I'm interested in, which, like, I don't know, I feel like my my PE teachers or gym teachers at school yeah. would, like, honestly not recognise me now. <laughs> like, Very different. I was, I was the girl at school who was skipping PE to, like, go smoke behind the shed and, like, <laughs> yeah, literally, I, I just was really not, like, into interested it. in anything like that. And um, it was when I was at uni I started running I was like writing my dissertation obviously it's a lot of like reading mm. and it's like 10,000 words or something I had to write um and yeah it was just so much indoor time mm. that um I and my flat back to Richmond Park which was this beautiful park in London mm. um like green space with those like deer and trees and stuff um and um so I used to just go running like once a day to just get out and like not be thinking about like the work and stuff yeah and it just changed honestly that changed everything for me like I you know I was so unfit like when I first started running I could run for like two minutes max and then I'd have to walk yeah and then two minutes (laughs) yeah but honestly like and then two years ago I ran a marathon so like and that's in like you know it's over eight years or whatever but like literally if that girl back then you ran a marathon exactly that girl back then would have had no clue she was like ready to give up after like two minutes (laughs) (laughs) I fancy yeah yeah but it just it honestly like the endorphins gave me in the like mind space it gave me to like breathe and just not have to think about anything I'd put like Beyonce on and like imagine I'm Beyonce on stage (laughs) like suddenly the time would fly by yeah exactly um yeah so um yeah it was amazing and then how do I get onto this train of thought about running (laughs) well coming to Whistler and then actually no way to See, this is what happens to the video, so I don't plan it. Because I was like, I know there was a point. To anything that. comes up. Well, just going back to what you were saying about like running and how that, um, like you found like a sense of like relief, mm. I guess. So when you like, what made you start running in the first place? So you could get out of just so you could like yeah. for when I, you were working, just so you could just. My mind was just like, I uh, like. It was, it's one of those, like, I think so many people have this problem, especially when you're at school and uni and stuff, where you end up having to, like, read and you have deadlines and all this kind of stuff. And it's not until, like, the week before that you actually start writing your essay. Oh, my God, <laughs> because, yes. Because you're, like, you just procrastinate and procrastinate yeah. and procrastinate. So I'd sit there. I'd sit there at my computer and, like, type, like, the title. <laughs> and then I'd be, like, okay, dot, time dot, for dot. a cup of tea. <laughs> And, you know, and then you waste, like, hours of your day just not actually achieving Mm. anything. Mm. And obviously being a student as well, we couldn't afford heating. So I'm there in, like, 15 layers, (laughs) like, blankets all wrapped up. up, Yeah. And, um, yeah, and it was just, I don't know, like, backing onto the park. Like, I love big green spaces, like, Mm. what I'm all about. So, yeah, yeah, it was just... Uh, oh, and my housemate at the time, that was it. My housemate was a runner. And okay. so she was like, she didn't go running with me, but she like gave me tips and just started like, 
you know, yeah, like helping me, like you know, even little things like t- t- telling me how to like run through a stitch, like if I got a stitch, yeah, um, telling me to like exhale mm-hmm. on the breath out, no, exhale when I put that foot down on that side, and all, I don't know, all these little tips you gave me that made no sense when you run <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah if you've um, got a stitch yeah so if you get a stitch she was saying like so whatever side it's on so say it's on your yeah. right side yeah um every time you put your right like right foot down yeah. to exhale and um, that to be your exhale and it helps you get rid of the stitch I don't know if it's like a mindset thing or a, like it actually works but yeah it worked like yeah so yeah, I never knew that. That's really cool. Not that I run, but <laughs> if I was to You're start running, running again, yeah, yeah. Like, well, these giving me all these tips, and now I feel like when I want to clear my head, I'm gonna go for a run. That's <laughs> kind of yeah, that makes sense. Like, um, so t- explain to me how. Like, obviously, we've been chatting and I know that, you know, you've come to me and said, you know, this is what I'm into and I really like to would really to have, like, more of a conversation about mental health. And I think now is also um, a really good time to talk about, especially the world that we live in with social media and um, the way that the world is perceived and the way, you know, we make our life look to other people as to what's actually really happening on the inside. For those of us that are capable of like separating the two, um, it's, I I guess it's okay, but for, well, it's not okay, but it's, if, if we are able to separate the two, then we can still function that way. But it's also, I think, causing a lot of stress, anxiety, Mm um questions and um like disturbance almost in for for people that are seeing that definitely like I I think um I I don't even think anyone anyone can really mix uh detach themselves from the two like it's like even if you acknowledge it like like I still like I'll, I I know where so my yoga practice for example so I follow loads of like yogis on Instagram and stuff like that and like I love watching them and it motivates me to mm. be like oh I want to try that pose I want to try that pose but then like um you know I know that they've been practicing for 10 years and you know I don't know anything about their life outside of that mm. little square box that I've just looked at them mm. um but I still can't help but, you know, get jealous and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, it's what you're saying, the way people present themselves and everything. I think social media has a lot to answer for. Like, it's amazing in so many ways to connect people, like, yeah. around the world. Um, and, um, and like I said, motivate and, you know, just so and spread the word, like, of, you know, climate change and all these big things that you're seeing. Like, social mm. media has a huge positive impact in some ways, but such a huge negative impact and others like there's sometimes that I just I wish I could just bring myself to delete it but like don't um you just get so attached I think well I think in saying that too it's a little bit it become you feel like if you're not connected to the social media world that you're almost left out yeah you're left out of the loop like and and not that you want to be a part of it all the time but even just connecting with people because that seems to be the way that people are connecting these days so it's like well if I don't have Facebook or Instagram how's anyone gonna get a hold of me yeah well it's really interesting actually I am when I was in New Zealand um we we were hiking like every weekend we were in the mountains every weekend we were paddleboarding doing so many incredible things like every weekend Mm. I was posting something on Instagram 
And um, and a friend of mine messaged me the other day just being like, you don't seem to be doing any fun stuff anymore. (laughs) How's your life going? I was like, you're right. I'm not posting anything on Instagram anymore. It's like, I don't even know if it's like, I've lost the enthusiasm or um, maybe I'm just not doing as much stuff anymore. I don't know. But, um, I mean, I'm probably not. I work a lot at the moment. Welcome to Whistler Live. But it is literally, it's like people back home, you know, I've been away from home for nearly four, nearly four years in March. Um, you know, that's how they keep, in, you know, because like, that's not my friends, even if we didn't message like hmm. every day. Oh, of course. Um, you know, that's how we keep on top of what everyone's doing in their lives. Yeah. You know, it's it's through what we're posting, really. Yeah. Um, otherwise we wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't have a clue. Um, so yeah, it's it's again, yeah, very, very good in that way to to keep you connected. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think it um people can get I don't know, just a bit lost with it. Um I think it I, you read a lot of these things that's saying like you know if if you read a post or something that like doesn't make you feel good like you should instantly unfollow that person yeah like you should only be following people that bring like a positive sensation Lift a positive feeling yeah mm. um you know and those positive feelings can be motivation to make a change or like mm. a kick up the butt to do something that you've been wanting to do but um you know if you're if you're staring at these squares being like oh I wish I could go travel the world or I wish I could do this yoga pose or I don't know like all these things like that make you wish but then feel negative about the fact that you're not doing those things it's yeah I don't think it's positive like you know like you've got to live your life not like some life that's posted on little squares yes someone's phone yes I agree and I think because I mean you might disagree with me but I the way I see human beings sometimes well in most people is we're copycats so we always want to either do one better Mm. or try and reach the level that we can see that someone's either being accepted or praised or um you know, like even people that are in the limelight, it's like, okay, so now this is what's trending. And it's yeah. like, if we took all that away, if there was no such things as magazines, yeah. if there was no social media, if there was no, you know, the bubble butts in and now the the cheekbones are in <laughs> and the lips are in and the big eyebrows are in, like if there was no in, yeah. what would we all look like? And yeah. would we, like, would we look in the mirror and go, I need to change this, I need to change that, I don't look like Kim Kardashian, I don't look like Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. It's like, well, and they also don't look like Dee McQueen and they don't yeah. look like Hope Devaney. Yeah. So and we are the best. So, yeah. so <laughs> Don't have to tell us twice. I mean, me and Jen sat next to each other. Jennifer Aniston, you know, who are they going to choose? <laughs> oh, didn't want to let her down. And just like, Jen, just close, close your ears. For a it's going to hurt. Sting, little sting. A bit like a, you know, like an injection. But the flu. Um. Yeah, and I and I think like that's where we get stuck because there are so many people, including myself, that is trying to and yourself. Like, there's a lot of us that are using these platforms to 
pick people up and show people that they're loved and how to love and how to appreciate yourself mm-hmm. and not compare yourself with other people or what other people are doing and and learn how to look at yourself in the mirror and say to yourself I love you yeah. I couldn't say that for three years like yeah. I couldn't even look in a mirror I was like oh fuck no mm-hmm. not doing it that is just reta- like stupid I'm not yeah. doing it one, because I don't love myself, and two, why Why am I looking in the mirror and telling myself yeah. this? Why isn't somebody else saying it to me? Yeah. Okay, well, that's a light bulb right there yeah. if you're waiting for validation from another yeah. person. You can't you're even look at yourself in the eye. And <laughs> how the hell anyone else going to love you? As, yeah. uh, what's he say? Uh, what's his name? RuPaul? If, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know he's mean, but I don't watch it. Oh. <laughs> So he says, if you can't love yourself, who the, who the hell, who, how are you going to love anybody else or something like that? Um, that's, that's where I think we get trapped and we start making comparisons and then the snowball starts happening. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, okay, well, now when I'm on Snapchat, I, ha- I have to use a filter, otherwise people are going to think I'm ugly. Yeah. If I don't smooth my skin, now they're going to know how old I am and yeah. think, oh, you look a bit worn out. Yeah. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's where they get us. And I think yeah. that's where... Um, it's really important to be talking about this yeah. and how um, mental health is. I think we're definitely raising the bar and we're having more discussions about it, but mm-hmm. I'm interested to hear, you know, your side and, and your story and your journey and how it's inspired you to go to be here and to me now be like, okay, this is what I've experienced and I want to share that with you. Yeah. And to be honesty, like <laughs> I was thinking about it last night and I got really emotional because I read um, I read your bio that you sent me and I was thinking about you and I thought, you know what, D is, I'm trying to say it without getting really emotional, <laughs> but you are the reason, well, you know, the reason why I, it's people like you, it's the reason why I started this podcast because you are brave and you are bold and you're coming forward and saying, I want to share my, my life experience. And when you haven't had it yourself, it's easy for me on the outside to say, great, wonderful, come on in. Mm. But when you've lived something and you're now opening up that space to someone and you're sharing your story with someone else, Mm. that's brave. And that's, that's what I'm looking for in people. Mm. So thank you for, um, for you know stepping up and and stepping forward and saying okay like I want to I want to share my story mm-hmm. in the hope to help and ins- inspire and just have a chat like just yeah. real fucking talk yeah no more Instagram no more fake photos like none of you sorry none of you look that good <laughs> none of you we're human beings <laughs> we're all ugly sometimes <laughs> fucking deal with it I got such a big spot. Right I'm really glad this is right. like a video. <laughs> video. Right. <laughs> I've also got a grey eyelash. A grey eyelash? Is yep. that even a thing? <laughs> Apparently. One. One grey eyelash. <laughs> Can I get that surgically removed? Thanks. <laughs> so let's go back a bit. Tell me. Yeah. I know where you've grown up. I know where, you, where you've gone. But tell me about Dee. I want to know yeah. your journey and what inspired you to, to be in this room today. Yeah, so I am, um, like, I don't think I even really realised it until a few years ago um, that um, where it all really began, because I, like, I, w- I went, when I went to uni, I studied psychology, I already had an interest in, mm. like, that kind of stuff anyway. When I was 16, I was in a 
an accident um, with two friends and one of them um, sadly passed away um, and the other one um, was in a coma um, for a little while but she luckily survived and um, is now living a wonderful life. She's got a little baby as well now. Um, which again I've seen from Facebook like don't keep in touch with her much anymore but you know you see those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, anyway yeah so after that I think which again, I didn't realize at the time, but I think what I was going through was a bit of PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the stage of grief that I got really stuck in was anger. Right. Um, and um, yeah, it went like uh, quite a few months went by, um, just like this really angry little teenage human running mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually ended up going to see um, a um, counselor um, that um, my mom and my stepdad sorted because um, he, he worked for the police, so he um, had links to, like, um, a counsellor who did counselling with policemen for, like, trauma and stuff like that. So, oh, okay, but, yeah. Um, it was, like, pretty relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, I saw her for a little bit, and just, yeah, it wasn't, like, a long-term thing, um, but um, I just found it very, very helpful to kind of ground me again. Um, and obviously at 16, you've got so many frigging emotions flying around anyway, like yeah. without something like that. So I think, um, like, yeah, it was, it was just very helpful. She was just really like, when I think back to her now, she, I was pretty sure she must've been a witch. Like she, she, like pretty much I've turned into her now, like crystals <laughs> and books everywhere and like incense burning. I don't know. But yeah. Um, she, she was just really interesting she talked to me like an adult and like um, yeah just I don't know it, it's so fascinating until you've been in a room where you just sit kind of like this for an hour and just mm. talk yeah. um, with no judgement on the other side they just listen yeah. they, they're not there to impart their view or their opinion um, or anything like that it was very much like they listen to what you have to say and then they give you a few ideas of like you know it could be anything like where these feelings might be coming from or um have you thought of it this way or you know like Mm -hmm. I don't know they don't they're very clever (laughs) they're magicians (laughs) Mm -hmm. um you know and it really helps and then um I even like when I was at uni I went back to see a counsellor not for any like big issue I just um I just remember there was a stage where I was feeling really blue um and my uni were really good they gave you like 10 free counseling sessions um so yeah I just signed up for them and again I had just 10 um um but again she just really helped me to kind of understand where my emotions were coming from at the time and I came out of it feeling a lot better Mm. um and um yeah and then um years ago now like in um a few years ago anyway Mm -hmm. um I um found out that um my ex-boyfriend um committed suicide which was the real like life-changing moment really um I you know you spend I I don't even know like everyone everyone deals with these things differently but like I I at some point in my life I've become one of these people who's just like 
you just pick you just have to keep going you just pick yourself up and you have to keep going that's my coping mm. mechanism mm. um and you know so I had my few weeks like lying in a ball on the floor crying my eyes out with god knows how many bottles of wine <laughs> um and then you know I picked myself up and I like I um found out um one of my best friends was um getting married um she's married an Aussie guy um and they were getting married in Bali. Um, so obviously I wanted to go out for the wedding anyway. So I just booked a one-way ticket. And I was like, Oh, it gives me goosebumps. Yeah, I'm just, goodbye. <laughs> it's um, just what I, you needed, honey. Yeah, and I think it was one of those things as well where I was just like, the more people I tell, then I have to do it. Mm. So I just kept telling people that that's what I was going to do. I just mm. told everyone, like, literally, I was like, I'm, I'm going to try this. Set. Goodbye. <laughs> And it wasn't until like, I was literally in the car on the way to the airport with my sister. I wouldn't even let my mum take me to the airport because I knew it would be, like, too much. Mm. So my sister drove me, and I remember just sitting in the car, like, tears, just silent tears coming over. It's like, what am I doing? Oh. <laughs> like, I'm leaving my whole world behind. I had this, like, really good job, like, really nice place to live and, <laughs> you know, like, really good friends. And then, yeah, I'm just buying one way ticket to Bali but here we go and um mm-hmm. yeah and then um like prior to all of this um after I finished uni I um I got a job working for a recruitment company in London which was like one of the <laughs> the worst six months of my life I've never felt so like why am I here <laughs> I would turn up to work and just be like I don't even know what I'm doing <laughs> I just tap away at my computer pretending I'm doing something for eight hours a day and then just go home. Um, but yeah, it was it was draining and because I was commuting from my hometown up to London. So mm-hmm. I was commuting, it was like door to door two hours. So that's like four hours a day of just traveling. I was getting no vitamin D, no sunshine, and like sunshine is like yeah. so important to me. Mm. And um like I even remember my grandma giving me these like vitamin D supplements. She's like, I think you might need these. You're looking really pale. Oh, I'll take care of the you care about me not insulting the way I look. <laughs> no, bless her. Like, yeah. I, I agreed with her. Like I honestly I felt ill. I was just like pale. What? Mm. Um anyway, and one of the ladies in the building that I worked at, she um was a yoga teacher. And so I persuaded her to start um, teaching us um, in the morning before work so that I kind of just had, like, done something with my day that wasn't, you know, transport and pretending to work. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, And I just honestly, like, I'm still in touch with her now. Um, She is – I don't know if you've ever had that connection with someone. I imagine you have. You're quite a like, energy person as well. But, like, Mm -hmm. I've never felt so – like every class with her was like she could just read my mind like it was just so I felt so connected to her and um Mm -hmm. and then when I left um that company that job I said to her we're back yeah yay (laughs) (laughs) a brief interlude (laughs) yeah um you persuaded her to do yeah yeah. so I told her I was like one day I'm like I want to do my yoga teacher training um Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do it um I just wanted to be able to make other people feel what she had made me feel like so just like in such a like 
negative, depressing period of my life. She was just this, like, hour of fresh air. Like, mm. I just always felt so good, so energized, so much. I could just I'd just see the difference in myself after doing these classes, and it was, like, this magic potion. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and then, like, obviously, like, Fast forward again, years have gone by, still haven't done my teacher training. <laughs> and, and then, um, yeah, so went traveling, ended up um, um, after Bali, um, did a little bit of Asia. And I was in this, in this yoga, I went traveling pretty much by myself afterwards, um, after the wedding in Bali. And, um, and I was in this yoga studio in Thailand. I think I don't know somewhere in Asia, yeah. and I I just remember crying like I just like done this class and it just bore out so much emotion. I was just crying, and I was thinking to myself like, why am I carrying on this little bit of traveling when just because it's like what everyone does? It's like the route that everyone takes around like Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos, and like you know it's like why don't I just go somewhere else? Like where I know people, or I don't know, might feel more comfortable. And I had a friend, again, one of those people where you just connect straight away. Mm. Like I had only worked with, I worked for like three, an event with her for like three days um, in my hometown. Um, I just like loved her so much. We just had so much fun. And I'd kept in contact with her through Facebook and everything. Um, and so and she moved to New Zealand and so I messaged her and I was just like, um, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> can I come to New Zealand? <laughs> or like, I'm thinking of coming to New Zealand. Can you Where are you kidding? <laughs> um, and yeah, and she let me like crash on her sofa for like five weeks or something and just helped me get set up. Um, I went to New Zealand and I just have never felt so suddenly at home Mm. and at peace and just there's something about the air there like the oh it's just heavenly um so I was in Queenstown in New Zealand for two and a half years um and yeah I like it was obviously New Year's the other day and me and Adam were um playing the game of like of the last decade or what would you like do differently what were your best bits what were your best bits and um with the what would you do differently? My my biggest one was like I would never have left New Zealand. <laughs> like, I don't know what was going on in my head to make me leave there. But um but yeah, it was incredible. And then I finally just plucked up the courage to go and do it. And I messaged Bessie, my teacher from London. Yeah. Um and I was like, Who did you do your teacher training with? Because if they trained you, then I wanna be trained by them. Yeah, yeah. Um and so I flew to India um for a month. Um, and train with the yoga people and it was honestly the most life-changing thing I've ever done where did you train in India um, it was in Goa um, yeah and it was I, I don't know what it is like I can honestly not recommend doing it more to anyone like it or to everyone what was mm-hmm. the phrase I'm trying to say I can't recommend it more, more to everyone to everyone yeah um like probably not the best person <laughs> 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 <Linguistics>. <laughs> um yeah totally just like even if you don't want to be a yoga teacher just spending 12 hours on your mat every day you cannot hide from yourself yeah and I I, like honestly the person who flew to India and the person who flew back are two different people like I have never 
I think, like I said, like anger had been my like go-to emotion. I think that's what was keeping me upright all those years. Right. And I don't think I'd even ever acknowledged the PTSD. I don't think I'd ever really acknowledged any of that stuff since I was 16. And this is like 10 years later now, mm. or, you know, 12 years later. And um, and I, I had tried to go to counselling after what happened with um, my boyfriend um, and before going travelling because I didn't want to be taken away with me, but I don't mm. think it was there yet. Like it hadn't really set in I was still numb you know so like grief is ongoing Mm. um you know and I think it was too fresh at that point that there wasn't much healing that could be done yet so it didn't really help and um yeah and then anyway you know you just just like I said keep Keep plodding along, just keep going, keep going. Um, just keep swimming, swimming. away. Yeah, and I did this month all this yoga, just me and my thoughts and my brain and my practice. And I've never, I, I hadn't cried in like what's since happened. I literally hadn't cried. Like, I, I remember this evening sitting with my sister at hers once and being like, okay, we're going to make me cry this evening. Like, we're, we're going to put on all the sad films. We're going to drink <laughs> so much wine. I'm going to be an emotional wreck. And we're going to talk about really sad stuff until I cry. And I just, I just, it was like my tear ducts had, like, shriveled up. It just, like, disappeared. I, I had no, no em, uh, sadness. Like, sadness just wasn't an emotion in me. It was, like, blocked off. Yeah. I don't know. And... I just on my yoga mat, I just cried and I cried and I cried and I've never stopped crying since really. Oh my god, I'm now like, like open Yeah, oh. I'm like an emotional wreck now. I'm like No, you cried everything. Um but, Are you listening now? Yeah, and I, I think that that just that that really stark, obvious difference from not being able to cry to mm. like feeling something sad and crying mm. which is such a natural response it was obvious that something had really shifted oh yeah um and yeah and just so much healing happened there um and you know I think that was just the start of it and and it, you know I, I just this yoga practice just has this way I mean not that people normally practice 12 hours a day but like you know just I it has this way of bringing things out of you meditation just spending time breathing literally breathing um just remembering to inhale and exhale Mm -hmm. is like something we just don't do yeah we don't we don't even think about it well our body's just plodding along doing this thing like yeah I I remember, like, because I did another teacher training this year, just in Canada, mm-hmm. um, and it was pretty anatomy-focused. And I remember doing this one bit on um, the circulatory system, like the heart and stuff, and I remember my, just having this, like, like eureka moment or, like, what – I don't even know if that's the right term, but, like, this moment of just, like, oh, like an epiphany. God. Yeah, yeah, like an epiphany. Yeah. Exactly. But, like, we literally are fascinating. <laughs> like our body is just doing all this stuff all the time without us yeah. asking it to like my heart is beating and my lungs are pumping and my body's digesting what I've eaten and my brain is doing like a bazillion different things and it's just like we just don't take care of ourselves we mm. don't think about it and you know that's part of why I started going vegetarian you know, I was thinking about what I'm actually putting in me mm. yeah like I 
I, you know, we don't know, like all these pesticides, all these chemicals, all these antibiotics they're pumping into the meat and the dairy and even the vegetables, you know, mm. it's like, like, we don't really know what they're doing to us. Like, Shit, all shouldn't these- have eaten that burger. <laughs> She's just had a McDonald's before we talked about this. Fuck. <laughs> but like, honestly, like we don't, we don't think about what these things are doing to us. You know, it's just a food, and we eat it, and we put it in our mouth, and then our body digests it, and you yeah, know, to us, that's it. Because we don't see the inside, yeah. so what we don't see, we're like, ah, oh, it's not there. But yeah, yeah exactly. you're right. You know, and I think, um, I think, you know, that can have a big impact I don't know I don't know if there's any I've never read any science on it but like you know I, that's like one big change I've made in my life to you know like obviously like I'm big behind climate change and that kind of stuff too and that was mm. what got me starting to think about it but then I started reading these books on like you are what you eat kind of things and I'm like oh yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> just water for me there yeah. <laughs> I just turned into a big man. <laughs> And I'm now drinking lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's um, it's just one one of the like big things that has definitely helped me to to heal. Yeah. Um, I think um, that yoga that is not becoming vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> that could be, it could be, but it's could right. Be. It's right what it you're be. saying. Food choices, yeah. like it makes a different a difference in how and it affects your mood as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, it's it's very interesting. And obviously, you know, I, I don't want to go down the whole, um, like, vegetarian, vegan debate and all that kind of stuff because I, you know. We'll do that on like, episode Yeah, episode that's, that's another episode. <laughs> um, Which I'd be but, very interested yeah. in. Please come back. We can talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, like, it, it, yoga is definitely, it, it's, it's helped me to heal. It's helped me to open myself back up and and start to to come to terms with everything. You know, I think there was a lot of deep set feelings even towards um, the accident that happened when I was sixteen. Like I didn't even, I hadn't acknowledged for like 12, 13 years that you know, like I had survivor's guilt and mm. you know, and you know these things that impact your life and you're just so unaware of them. And it takes that moment or not just moment like it takes many many moments of sitting with yourself sitting with your thoughts sitting with your your yeah yourself really and looking yourself in the mirror looking mm. yourself in the eye and saying like what the fuck am I doing mm. what is what's going on here and you know and I honestly believe it's through a lot of the people I've met since traveling that you know and especially on my teacher training my god like that's not my stories to share but some of the things that some of the other girls um, in my training shared with me. It's just like, wow, like there are some strong, strong people out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, and, you know, everyone has their something, something that they're overcoming, something that they're dealing with. Um, you know, nothing is smaller than any other. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone just deals with it in different ways. And, you know, and, what happened to Ollie, um, my my ex-boyfriend, he, um, you know, is, is something I I can't understand. Um, but, um, you know, at some point you just have to, there's nothing you can do to change it. And I think that's what I spent a lot of years um, 
thinking is, you know, what could I have done differently? You know, when we broke up, we, he was not suicidal. Mm. So, you know, like, was it, did I have a part to play in it? You know, all these thoughts that Mm. go through your head and, you know, they're not healthy thoughts. They're they're toxic thoughts, you know, and that's only going to lead you down one path. None, they're not Um, serving you. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's only only so much you can do and um you know everyone has to live their own life um you know and you've just got to try and you know you see all these things it's like just be kind be kind to people be Mm. you know and that's all you can do it's literally the best you can do it's just not you know I think especially girls I don't know if it's like innate within us to like bitch Mm. you know and like make judgments on people and um you know, it's, it's hard. I, I do it all the time. I still do it now. Like, you know, you can't help yourself. Um, it, it is just natural, but you know, it's like everyone, everyone has their, their thing that they're dealing with. You know, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah. Um, like, you know, even, even some, to be honest, the person who is reacting to, you know, who is angry in front of you or something like that, you know, there's reasons for that. You know, somebody who's rude to you, they're not rude because they're a horrible person. They're rude because they're dealing with something. They're dealing with something. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, um, nobody's born just a horrible, vile human. <laughs> like, no. you know, it all comes from somewhere. No. Um, you know, and it's, um, yeah. I've gone off on one of those tangents where I don't know where I am now. <laughs> well, you're, you're explaining the importance of of understanding humans and human behaviour and, and you know, it's it's a very important point that you've made that it's, it's very important to be present with everyone that you're with because most of the time it's just other people outwardly projecting yeah. what they're dealing with. And yeah. we see it every day at the spa with yeah. guests and people on the phone yeah. and in any, any company, any yeah. organisation when you're in customer service, yeah. we, all, we all deal with it. Yeah. And sometimes we're in, sometimes we can stand in our power and objectively look at the situation and go, okay, this isn't about me. Yeah. I need to now show this person that I can support them and try and help yeah. turning it around so they don't feel like they're being attacked because yeah. obviously there's something going on here. Yeah. And if I fight it with them, then it's only going to fuel the fire. It's just going to keep getting yeah. bigger. But if I'm there, like the day that I was having, when was it? Something was happening at work and um, I was at the front and I remember you coming to me and you were like, are you okay? Mm. And it was just that, that's all I needed to hear. Are you okay? And then instantly you just feel, oh, I am now. I am because someone's just checked in. And it's, and yeah, and and it's like you, you, you just, you, you're reminded that. And I think sometimes we get angry because we forget and we think that there's no one there to hold us, especially when you're away from home. And all it takes is someone to say, are you okay? And that's all someone needs or even not even saying those words, but showing that. And I think that's, um, yeah, that's what you're saying, like to be present with, with people. And I think that's part of, I mean, I obviously, I haven't, I haven't experienced loss like that or being amongst, um, you know, an event or a situation like that. But I think it, it it's even it's more important like to be able to separate the two mm. because at the end of the day we're all humans and we're all 
we all just want to be loved. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 100%. All we need is love. It's like one of the, you reminded me actually earlier when you said um, about, um, you know, being strong and people being strong. Uh, like one of the, um, one of the things we did um, after um, um, Ollie took his own life, we started raising money for a charity called Calm, which is like a British charity um, that campaigns um, against male suicide. Um, and they have a lot of stats about it, a lot of information. Um, um, and, yeah, we, um, me and some of his friends, we uh, did just like a 10K run. Um, in London, um, but we're all sponsored to do it. And I raised after you had your fitness up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is after I could run for more than two minutes. See, everything happens for a reason. <laughs> and um, I raised thousands of pounds, thousands of pounds, because not from you know because I was promoting it so well, but just from how much the story touched so many people, and not because of of my story, but because of someone they know mm. themselves their brother their sister their best friend their dad their mom like their uncle their auntie like mm. like the amount of people who you know I used to go to school with and hadn't spoken to in 10 years who reached out and sponsored money oh. for this charity because and um, would share their story with me in private you know and it's like and I have never felt so overwhelmed with just like love for these people mm. like it was just incredible like how people just carry, you know, like stay strong, and yeah. and we just don't realize how common it is as well, you know. And that's just me, one person in my little circle that spreads out mm. of people that I've known, you know. And then you've got all the other people who are raising money, you know, in their circle, you mm. know. And it's like it's incredible how how many people are actually dealing with this kind of stuff, you know. And you know, you think I don't know, like I just. Until it happened, I had never really heard stories of suicide or anything like that. It was something you saw in, like, I don't know, that you just didn't really hear about, um, you know, big things like that. And mm. suddenly, suddenly after that, it just, like, it was just everywhere for me. Like, yeah. um, and not necessarily suicide, but just just mental health problems generally, people who are yep. really struggling, you know. And a lot of it as well is depression and anxiety, not um, you know, like I don't really know anything about bigger mental health issues. So big is the wrong word to use, but you know, as in like schizophrenia. Yeah. Like I don't really have any knowledge on anything like that. But depression and anxiety is just everywhere. And mm -hmm. I read once in this, I can't remember where where I read it, but it was something about you know that when we became humans like cavemen you know we were we were monkeys you mm. know we were living in caves and in trees and out there in the world and then suddenly this day and age we're like trapped in these walls mm. you know with glass windows and you know no real daylight or sunlight we don't yep. play we don't play anymore we don't yeah. do any of these things that we need innately are in us you know we we put on our uniforms and we go to work and then, you know, we watch TV and then we go to sleep and then we do it all over again the next day. And it's like, it's not, it's not healthy. No, I don't think that's no. just my personal opinion. Deep I opinion. agree. Yeah. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> don't quote me. Sign. <laughs> <laughs> don't quote me. I just, I just don't, I, like honestly like some I have two Instagrams um and one of mine is just all about like 
breath movement, hike, swim, yoga, just get outside somewhere, do something. Like throw yourself in the lake. I don't know, like you know, the hot cold relax that we do at the spa. You know? Yes. Find a freezing cold lake and dip jump in. <laughs> um, you know, it's just incredible. Like I that feeling I get, I always forget it as well. It's insane, like how easily the mind just goes back into lazy mode. Like, mm. like I'll go running and I'll feel freaking amazing, mm. and then the next day I'll be like, should I go for a run? Nah, nah. I did it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, surely that counts for nah. the next month. Yeah, you know. And then I start to feel sluggish and more lazy and lethargic, and then my thoughts get more negative and everything. And then a month goes by, and then I go for a run again. I'm like, oh, I feel great. <laughs> I feel like my skin feels all fresh and everything. And the next day, nah, I can't be bothered. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. we just get it's in this bad cycle, you know. And, like, I think, you know, just I honestly, like, fresh air and vitamin D has just so much dance support in the positive way. Like, it just mm. is incredible. Um, For me, anyway, it's been such a source. Like, running yoga are my, like, anytime I'm feeling blue and the worst the worst thing is that like when you're feeling that way the last thing you want to do is put your trainers on and go for a run or like yeah um you know like go down to a yoga studio and have to deal yeah. with the other 20 yogis in the room or whatever it's like yeah um but if you just take that time even just 10 minutes 10 minutes just walk around the block yeah or you know like just go to the shop and buy some milk and come yep. back or whatever like um just giving yourself some breathing space out in the fresh air it's like it just, I, I don't know it, it's just something from being in New Zealand where the earth just felt so I just felt so connected to it like yeah. um like I just I just wanted to be outdoors all the, all time. the time yeah no matter what the weather whereas it's, in England yeah. it's, it's such bad weather that it's just but like... it's <laughs> it's true though Dee it is like it's it's very interesting that you you raise that point about like innate is that what you said yeah. like that's that's in us and it's true because I'm the same like I almost like when I came to Whistler I came to heal not for this like this I love the snow but I came just to be surrounded by the mountains because I just yeah. needed to heal yeah. and I instantly as soon as I was out of the city and into the forest like even yeah. some days I'll just walk across the road and just down into the bush and just sit yeah. and then I can breathe again. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. how much nature can just relax and yeah. change everything. And it's like yeah. all we have to do is listen. Yeah. All we have to do is go within and listen to what we want. Turn off your yeah. fucking phone. Oh, my God, yeah. Turn off your computer. Turn off your TV. Yeah. Just go outside and yeah. just be because there's so many of us. I mean, I can't sit here and say, oh, this is why mental health happens. No, yeah. I don't have the answers for that. But the way that my interpretation is like if there's any way that we can um I mean my going a little bit off track here my stepdad which I would love to sit with and talk to he suffers from very deep depression mm. and he has since I was seven and I've watched him go through it and you know the hours that he has to sleep and the hours that he's awake and how he you know it's very um it's very hard to watch when you can see someone struggling like yeah. that and it's like you say to them, what can I do to help? And yeah. they just, there's nothing yeah. because they don't even know. Yeah. And it's just being there for them and and 
having and for them to know that you're there to support them but I think even like I said to him one day just go outside just go out let's just go stand outside like it was that hard like even just to get from the couch to the balcony yeah it it was you know let's we can do this yeah and just breathing in that fresh air and taking that in yeah it, it does it's a it's miracle yeah because it's you know and and unless you've you've experienced anxiety depression anything there's no scale it, it's yeah. all it's all together it's all yeah. the same thing we can't we can't we don't know what yeah. it feels like yeah um and it is very hard but I think you know that's why I was so excited to to have this chat with you because I think it's really important for everybody to to really check in now and have a look like look at yourself yeah Look, just look at yourself and what you're doing yeah. in your life, and how, like, are you are you living authentically, and are you living true to the person you are, yeah. or are you trying to create a version of yourself that you think people would prefer? Yeah. Yeah. Because one, that's not helping you, and it's also not helping anybody else. Yeah. So I think, in order for us to to help each other the best thing that we can do possible is just be more present in our own lives yeah. for ourselves, and yeah. just come back to ourselves and say, you know what, this isn't me. Yeah. Like I've done it too, like the heels and the dress and the, yeah. like when I was dating my ex, I tried to follow in the footsteps of his family and, yeah. you know, he comes from a, he came from a very different world to me where yeah. my, you know, I was raised by my dad from when I was 17 and or a little bit, when did I move to my dad's? No, no, seven. And my dad's a landscape gardener and he comes from the north and he's just like, G'day, mate, like yeah. the King G shorts and the ripped T-shirt. My dad's a full bogan. Doesn't full, wear shoes. No, full-blown <laughs> bogan. Dresses lovely when he goes out. Two different people. But I try, I changed who I was yeah. because I thought I had to fit in and I mm. thought I wouldn't be accepted yeah. into that family if I didn't change who I was. Yeah. And I think a lot of us do that and yeah. this is where it starts. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, I think that's why I I was so at peace when I finally arrived in New Zealand and I'd never realised it before leaving. It wasn't, like, something I'd thought about before. I just knew I wasn't comfortable being in the UK or being at home anymore. And, and just that freedom to just be authentically me with no one judging mm-hmm. me because when you're travelling, if you meet someone and they don't like you, you just don't see them again. That's it. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why it's yeah. not that simple at home, but it's just like, you know, I've had the same friends for like so many years, um, you know, and we're like, I don't know. And just suddenly I was living in this world where it was like, like just new people all the time. Yeah. And and I, I wasn't pretending to be some someone else. I was finally being me yeah. and unapologetically me. Like yeah. I genuinely didn't care if people didn't like me. Yeah. I was just like, so what? Well. So they're now going to be my best friend. Yeah, you can be my best friend instead. Like you know, I get on with you, and then like yep. you know, you find your group, and and that becomes your new life. And it's like, yeah, I just never, never. I, I, it took that to suddenly realize that I hadn't been being myself back then. Mm. That I'd been, I'd been living this life that I didn't want to live, and being this person that I didn't want to be yeah um and yeah and don't get me wrong I haven't I haven't changed changed like I'm still me I just I just you're authentically you 
don't yeah I just don't care yeah. as much and I and I think as well it's interesting when you see when you see the the essence of somebody like their real core shine through yeah. like I was saying in my post like you you carry a light mm. and you and it and it you, like you spread it to other people because mm. you are d like yeah. you're you are you yeah. and it's very interesting that in this world that we live in where everyone's trying to be someone else, how much we crave it yeah. when we see someone that is so authentically them. It's yeah. so inspiring. And then everyone's, it's like they haven't had water for three yeah. days. Yeah. And it's like, that's very interesting yeah. that when you see someone that is authentically being themselves, yeah. it's like, how do I get there? Yeah. I have tried to explain this to my boyfriend Adam so many times. Cause it's like <laughs> when I first met him, it wasn't him that I was drawn to. It was his energy. Mm. He was just so vibrant, but like authentically vibrant. He was just so happy, happy in himself. Yeah. So genuinely happy and comfortable just being him. Yeah. And I was so drawn to that. Just yeah. so like, and it wasn't even like a, like a boyfriend girlfriend attraction at that point. It was just a, I just want to be around you. Mm. I just want to be in your presence because yeah. you are giving up such freaking good vibes. Like, and I don't mean <laughs> Get that me the, on the train. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean that in the cliche. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> it was just literally like, I, how do I get some of that? You know, that Harry Met Sally like moment. Oh, oh what he's having. Like, oh. Like, oh, I love that movie. Just, yeah. And, and you know there are so many people like that. I think you know you're saying that I am, and the outlets that mm. I have found work for me. Like and you know and um, there's a lot of people who do need to um, take medication or um, you know or talk therapy and things like that. And I cannot. Um, praise more talk therapy like it's just wonderful it's fascinating and wonderful mm. and um you know there's cognitive behavioral therapy which is about changing your thought patterns which is such a again just fascinates me you know the mind is so so malleable yeah um it's so you know it really is like you're we are just these like cells, these beings, and you know the the things that we see are our thoughts. You yeah. know, like you know, you can be looking at something and you either see this beautiful flower, or you see, oh my god, there's so much snow, I'm so cold. Like you know, or like yeah. whatever. Like yeah. you know, uh, you know, that's such a lame example, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like no, you I know, your your the things you are seeing out there are your projections. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I always think my dad is like a great other example. Not, I'm not saying that my dad's depressed or anything like that. He went through a, um, like a, a rough patch, we'll call it, yeah. um, um, in his life. And he, I, when I was a teenager, I just can't even remember how old it was. I went through a phase where I decided I want to play the saxophone and he spent thousands of pounds buying me a brand new saxophone. <laughs> and then obviously as you do a few months later, I was like, yeah, I don't want to play the saxophone anymore. Um, <laughs> so we just had the saxophone, really expensive saxophone lying around the house, um, not getting used. And anyway, he just picked it up one day. Um, and this was how many years ago now? 15 years ago, maybe. And now that is his life. Oh my goodness. Literally, he and the the dad I speak to after he's been in the studio and had a really good jam session or like, you know, or like has been to a gig and like yeah. loved it, you know, and how vibrant he is talking mm. about that and everything, you know, compared to 
um you know times when he might not be feeling quite himself you know it's just just two different people like mm. he, he, and you know and and so for him music is his therapy like yeah. that's the thing that gives him the kick up the butt and just yeah. and like he was in this um I just you have a little proud daughter moment like mm. um he's in this ska band and I went to see him a few times when I was back in the UK and he just just a different person up there just this like confidence and just mm. smile and again energy and mm-hmm. that he's giving off just like just so comfortable and, and yeah just yeah I'm here and I'm I'm playing this music and it's making me happy yeah and um yeah you know and I think like art you know as well just mm-hmm. anything that can get stuff out, out. Yeah, you know, paint. Go. I I remember after after everything had happened with Tally when I was um sixteen, the the um accident. Then I remember being at school with my friend Maddie, and we were in the art department, and we just put these like canvases or like pieces of paper outside, and we literally were just like throwing paint at this like. Yes. Canvas. And obviously Maddie's way more creative than me, and has ended up as a beautiful picture. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was still just like paint thrown on a piece of paper, but you know, <laughs> doesn't matter. It's therapeutic. Yes, it's just you know anything. I I just I don't know. I keep thinking about just that running, screaming, shouting, playing. You know, go to a handstand, go jump in the lake, and just you know, yeah, it, get it out. Yeah, yeah. And we're yeah. all. I think we're all creative. Like we are all creative in our own way, every single human being. And I think people that say, no, I'm not creative. It's because they're comparing, like they're looking at what their definition of creativity is. It's like, oh, I'm not an actor. I'm not a singer. I'm not a dancer. I'm not an artist. And that seems to be what creative is. It's like, no, you're missing the point. Anything that you create, whether it's a sound, whether it's like a conversation, writing, writing, anything is like doctors nurses are all creating things whether it's like a way to ban you know like we're all creators so and we need to get it out and some people you know like I don't know what it is I don't know what it is find it like or not even find it like just just connect with yourself just sit and listen and you will be okay yeah that's all you have to do. Yeah. Just just listen. Don't yeah. listen to what's going on out there because everyone else's journey is so different to yours yeah. that you're never going to understand somebody else's footprints ever. Yeah. And you're not meant to. Otherwise, this world be, yeah. would be as boring as fuck. Yeah. So just listen and don't compare and then it'll all be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um, as well, like I think with the listening um, side of things, like mm. I think – a lot of people find it very hard to help people, others who have, who are suffering, who are mm. dealing with depression, anxiety. You know, when I was with Ollie, I was with him for nearly, nearly four years, like three and a half years. And, and it was every day, every mm. day it was a conversation. Um, and, um, you know, the, the greatest thing you can do is just, just, listen yeah literally just don't impart your opinion yeah at all like sometimes if they ask or yeah. sometimes it's relevant yeah but you know like literally just sitting there and going fuck yeah man that's tough yeah but thank you for sharing that with me yeah um you know it, it just means so much like yeah. my my best friend um lily she 
is my rock, my absolute rock. And, um, you know, and she, I was trying to explain this because to Adam, because he, he's such a boy and mm. he always has to fix he's got to find the solution to my problems and I'm like <laughs> but my problems are irrational there is no solution a lot of men a lot of men um, whereas I don't know maybe women just have a more of a empathetic nature and you know and like he's always like saying to me because I open up to my best friend Lily and my mom a lot and he's like you know what are they doing differently why are you okay with like what they're telling you and not what I'm telling you and it's because it's they're not telling me anything. Yeah, they're literally just sat there going, "Fuck." Yeah. Or laughing with me, or crying with me, or just going like, "I'm here for you." Yeah. Yeah. Like they're not really changing anything. They're just letting me have a space to hold space. my face. Yes, that's that's and, what I mean. Yeah. And and not no judgment. Judge. Yeah, you know the only judgment is a oh god I just did that same thing <laughs> yeah yeah um, or you know I know exactly how you feel I've had that same thought or yeah you know that's the only like conversation piece around it it's just you know like I am or even if you, they haven't you know it's just that fuck I, I want to give you a cuddle right now yeah um yeah it's it's it goes a long way just opening up just space for someone, someone the space to open up their feelings, which essentially is what talk therapy is doing, not CBT or any of the things where they're trying to retrain your brain in any specific way. But talk therapy is literally just someone sat in a room listening to you and guiding yeah. your thoughts. Like, yeah. Helping you piece them together yeah. and like hearing you say them. I think as well, like just hearing yourself say it out loud, like getting it out of here and just putting it all out. And then it's like, it's like my dad used to say to me, hope, in order for you to look at the situation, you need to step out of it yeah. and then you can look back in yeah. and then you can observe and go, oh, okay, yeah. but when you're in it, you can't see anything. Yeah. And it's the same with your thoughts. They're yeah. just circling around and well, it's again, like. again, because all you can see is this jumble of thoughts yeah. So none of them are sticking or making any sense. It's just blah, Yeah, and, and that's head. stressful. And then and then you stand there and then you start talking and talking and then you go off on these tangents and these things. And you're like, where, where did all this suddenly come from? I didn't even know I felt half this stuff. Yeah. Now I'm saying it. <laughs> yeah, and then it's out. And I think as well for, for people to, you know, that that think they have to say something back, you don't. Mm. And I think that's why some people avoid the conversation because yeah. they, like my best friend back home, um, well, we're no longer friends now, but when we were, um, I was very good at listening. Mm. But unfortunately, you know, she struggled with how to just just be there. And it was just because she just didn't know didn't know how and anytime I would go and say I just need you to listen it was very uncomfortable for her because she wanted to be able to help by saying something back mm. but didn't know what to say and I was like I don't need you to say anything I just yeah. I just I just need my best friend just to sit with me yeah. so I can offload yeah that's all I need yeah and then just hug me and tell me it's going to be okay yeah that's it <laughs> don't say anything just hug me cry with me and tell yeah. me it's okay yeah. I'll get it off my chest and then we'll go play Scrabble or something yeah. I don't know I'll have a glass of wine like I'll be sweet I just that's all I need yeah but I think a lot of people has not hesitate but they kind of duck it or mm -hmm. try and avoid people that are going through a hard time because no one knows how to address yeah. what's really going on and it's like Completely. we don't yeah. we don't need you to say anything yeah. we just need you to be comfortable be enough nice. to just sit there and be yeah. like you know what Wait, this is tea. life my god tea is the answer to everything. tea just make me a freaking cup of tea <laughs> a biscuit yeah. wouldn't be too much to ask for either <laughs>
like I honestly know what you're saying like when everything happened with Ollie it was obviously such a dramatic situation that like people didn't know what to say to me they, yeah. they didn't know what to say because by I me mean, what the fuck can you say there is nothing you can say that's right there is no right thing to say when someone's no. dealing with um <laughs> hang on a minute we've got an alarm going off <laughs> oh what's it time for so my alarm goes off at random times i haven't set a single alarm on that watch but somehow i've managed to and so now they go off at different times in the day. One's at 717. 717? Yeah, maybe. Oh, very exact. Yeah, it goes off 717. No idea how to turn the fucking thing off. And the other one goes off at 2.30 in the morning. That's always fun. I like that one. Not like, ah! <laughs> um, sometimes. Sometimes I can hear it. Um, but, yeah, like I, um, I, I found it, it, like, interesting that some, some people just – don't just know what to don't, say. Don't know what to say. And, yeah, it's just, I, just you know. You don't need to say nothing. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> there is no right thing to say. There is no right thing to say. No. You just, and you'll just feel awkward, anything you do say. So just sit there. Just sit there. And even if you don't talk about that situation, just, like, I remember, because I was living by myself um, for just, like, a brief month. Um, my housemate had moved out, but the lease wasn't ending for another month. Yeah. in the house that I was in so I was literally living by myself as well and I remember like my auntie and uncle came around one night and we weren't we weren't talking about like what had happened we were just having some food and put a film on I, it was just nice to have some company yeah you know and then like you know my it was around the time of my birthday as well and Lily my best friend she came down for the day just to like take me out for lunch and yeah things like that and it was just like you know just just that's all you need. It doesn't need to be awkward or uncomfortable. It can yeah. just literally be a case of, like, if I need to cry, let me cry. If I want to talk about something else, let's talk about something else. Like, yeah. I'm not going to force you to then sit there and talk about your feelings or, like, try and yeah. tell me why this has happened or anything. Yeah. Like, it's it's just such a creepy chat. I know. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> Um, it's part of the podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> We're not doing a thing not to get. Not that you can see. <laughs> um, yeah, just, yeah, I don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting one, but here, like, yeah. No, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, the more, like, the more we dive into it, I think it, it makes more sense that I, I think, like, if there is anything that I can, you know, say to any, you know, anyone, and hopefully people are, you know, listening. Um, Three hours later. <laughs> yeah. This is a great episode, so you best be. Um, is that you don't need to have an answer. You don't, there's no perfect way. You Like, you, we're not looking for people to fix us. We're not looking for you to find a solution or have like, it's like because we live in this world where every, there's like this facade. It's like the two faces, like mm -hmm. what you see and what I see yeah. in front of everyone behind closed doors. And it's like, how about we all just try and be who we actually are? And when our, someone says, how are you? Are you okay? No, I'm not doing so good today. I just like a hug if that's okay. Yeah. Sure. Boom. That's it. That's all. That's it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm not asking you to fix my life. Yeah. I'm not asking you to sit down and share yeah. your life with me. And I think just, some, some other cultures there. have that so right. I can't remember if it's like Italy or Spain. Maybe it's Spain. I've got some Spanish friends, so it's probably Spain. But I remember someone telling me once, it was like, you know, in English, um, we're so like overly polite in England. So like, God forbid, we, you know, stiff up a lip. We must not tell people how we feel. So if someone says to you. Stiff up a lip? Yeah, that's a phrase. Stiff wow. up a lip. Yeah. I don't know what it <laughs> means. <laughs> but yeah, it means essentially like, you know, you don't, you don't show, show anything, you know, you yeah. put on this facade and. Um, no matter what is happening and um and you know so someone says hi how are you your response is just good how are you even if you're having the worst day of your life and uh, but someone was telling me that in Spain or Italy or wherever that you you ask someone how they are you better get ready to have like a 10 minute conversation because they are gonna tell you about their day good. <laughs> yeah and I just think it's brilliant you know and it's like I don't know yeah we sh- we need to start this culture here D yeah we need to do it because yeah. it is important. And I think that's why, like, sometimes I feel like people don't want to say, um, it, it depends on the environment you're in, but sometimes I feel like there's this hesitation to tell people how you really feel because you're afraid this response is going to be, oh, this person is always having a bad day yeah. or. But not even that. It's like make you don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it, it's, you know, I feel if someone turned around to me and just told me like exactly how they were feeling, as long as it wasn't horrible about me, <laughs> I would, I would, I, I you know, thrive off that. I want to help mm-hmm. them. I'm going to be like, right, I'm putting the kettle on. Let's go sit at the back and let's yeah. talk about this. You know, I've done it for people at work, um, yeah. you know, many, many times. Like yeah. I just, I see people and I can see when they're not being themselves and, yeah. you know, you take them out the back and something tears are flowing and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And it's, you know, and some people aren't comfortable with that, and that's also okay. You know, yeah, but, yeah, exactly. You know, um, yeah, there's yeah. As long as you pick pick a person that you know you feel comfortable around, and yeah, and that's it. I mean, even if it's not, even if you've addressed someone that's not particularly comfortable with speaking to you, at least you can at least say, well, hey, look, here's an idea. Who is it that you feel like you can speak to, and you know, even if there if there isn't a person that they want to, like, do you journal? Yes. Is there some kind of outlet, even if you don't want to write? Like, I've got so many journals where it's just words. Like, I just yeah. need to get the words out of my head and onto paper and then I can close it or yeah. I'll burn it and just, like, send it out with love and be like, yeah. okay, I don't need that anymore. It's yeah. out of my head. It's clear. Like, there's always a way that we can, um, that we can get this stuff out. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, it's, it's dis-ease and all we need to do is just recognize it Mm. and then we can address it however it works for us. It doesn't have to be a certain way. Have you ever watched the Netflix documentary Heal? Oh, I was going to watch that last night. You have to watch it. The forms of therapy. So, you know, art therapy, music therapy, yoga. Yes, Yes, you're going to do this. Acupuncture, herbal remedies, you know, whatever, like, you know, the, go stand in a padded room and scream at the top of your lungs, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever you need. Um, you know, like, like, yeah, just, just whatever helps, literally whatever helps. Just, just know, just know that there's always, there's always someone, there's always someone who will listen and talk to you. Just like, yeah, it's just finding your voice, I guess. 
um, which is, yeah. Thanks, Dee. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for like, I know it's like, it sounds like a, it's a cliche thing to say, but thank you for being, you know, brave and sharing your story. And, you know, like it, for everyone that's listening, I know it's gonna, it, like, I think we've just raised a lot of points and I think, like, I'm glad that we've spent so much time on this because, and I could talk about it for hours yeah. and hours and hours <laughs> and hours because it's just, so it just fuels my heart with yeah. so much love. And I just, I get so excited because we need more of these conversations yeah. and we need more people like you to step forward and be like, Hey, look, this is my story. And this is how I go about things. And these are, this is my advice and these is my suggestions and I'm here and, and you're here and we're all here together and let's just all be here for each other yeah. and start listening to each other and, and just connecting more and understanding as human beings, what we're all going through yeah. and dealing with. And yeah, I'm just, I'm so grateful that you, you know, you came to me and, and, and we've had, you know, had this chat because I love you. Yeah. I think you're you're a wonderful person. Like I said, like you have such a bright light and I'm so blessed that, you know, I got to meet you and that I get to work with you every day. Well, three days out of the four. <laughs> um, and that, you know, we have you in our, in our lives, all of us that get to spend our days with you because yeah. you're amazing. Yes, so mm, thank you. Oh, Thanks no, for coming thank on you. and, and uh, yeah, sharing your story with us. Yeah. Oh, bless you. <laughs> okay. I'm here for you. Yeah, sweaty hands. Oh, really sweaty. Yeah, 